All right, Bethany, I really appreciate you coming on again. Second time on yeah. the podcast. Let's go. I love Let's it. Do it. <laughs> How's life? Uh, it's good. I think uh, everyone post event, no matter what you're going through, can go through like a little bit of a slump. So I definitely experienced that. And I think athletes specifically, we go from like being so regimented to literally having nothing on your plate. And so it's, it's a good problem to have, yeah. but it's definitely can be hard. <laughs> so sure. I was How like, dang, long... I should have planned a vacation. <laughs> yes. Vacations are very good. You still can. Yeah. You could hop on right can. now. Well, I am going to Nashville next weekend. So. Oh, cool. For an event yeah. or just for fun? No, I turn a uh, turn thirty. Oh on Wednesday, no! So <laughs> the big three zero. Um, that's probably part of my slump too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh man, I'm turning thirty. Oh no! Yeah, well, thirty is the new twenty five. So it is. You're good. It is. I don't feel thirty, and no. hopefully, I don't look thirty. But no, um, you don't look thirty. Twenty twenty five. That's good. We're just gonna go with that. I love it. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna say twenty five. I feel have like you ever I have you heard of those biological tests that you find out your like your bio, yeah it's not biological age but it's like your your true Is it on TikTok maybe it's TikTok I, I was oh, okay. hearing it There's from a guy that runs a company called 10x and they figure out like how old you are physiologically with you know what oh. if we have any chronic stuff or I don't know I um I feel like my back is like eighty. <laughs> but my mind is like 23 so yeah. I'm somewhere in the middle so maybe I am 30 well the the mind is powerful so maybe yeah, it feels true. 80 but in a little while you'll uh you'll feel 25 again yeah hopefully um what so you have a little bit of a downtime after the games how long yeah. will you have that downtime before you get back at it uh, it kind of just depends. I'm actually waiting right now for the Rogue Invitational um, yeah. invite. And I thought it was usually like the top 15 that got it. But yeah. it seems like they're only giving it to the top 10. So I don't know if it's just like backfill spots or they're just seeing how many people do it or get the invite and say yes. I think they have to say yes by today. Um, okay. So if I do that... Um, I'll start next week with yeah. some easy stuff. Uh, I already started kind of working out this week, just like some cardio, just to move and sweat. Cause I was kind of going a little stir crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But as far as like really getting back into the gym, probably September. Cool. Um, either way, even if I don't do the rogue invitational, I'll probably get back into the gym and start some type of hopefully some strength training and yeah. see if my body will let me go through a cycle. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be headed down to the rogue invitational. So, um, nice. so I hope, I hope you're there. We'd love to watch you. I know I, that's my hometown. So I've always wanted to do it, but it just oh, that's never cool. worked out. Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up in Austin, Texas. Grew up in Austin. And then for a while yeah. you were in Vegas, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now you're in California, LA. LA. Yeah. Cool. Close never to the beach. I would be here. Yeah. I'm literally 10 minutes away from, uh, the yeah the beach so That's awesome you get yeah. some good beach workouts in some burpees on the sand and swimming you know when you live here you actually don't go to the beach as much as you no. think you would but i probably should i probably should but like where we're at it's not like a 
it's not like a nice beach there's like oil rigs and stuff so it's like there's like tar on the beach and so like I've walked on the beach before and I had like black tar on my feet I was like this isn't good yeah yeah (laughs) but (laughs) there are some really nice beaches like a couple like 20 minutes away so cool yeah there's like Santa Monica that's close right and yeah Redondo uh Hermosa like yeah there's so many beaches so many awesome yeah, California's pretty. I mean, no offense. I don't think I'd want to live there, but no, I'm just they don't want to pay for the rent. <laughs> yes. Well, it's for expensive taxes. and just getting worse and worse, right? Yeah, yeah, it's very expensive here. Um, yeah, that's why I was like, I don't know about California, but obviously my husband, he works for the Lakers, so Oh, that's uh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's a strength and conditioning coach for the Lakers. Awesome. So that's why I moved out here. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and their like training facility is in El Segundo. So like we're we're like in the South Beach area. That's what it's called. So like I don't go like into LA whatsoever. I'm yeah. just kind of like on the outskirts. So I don't really feel like I'm in LA other than yeah, the rent price. For sure. No, that yeah. I could do that. I couldn't live in a city. Well, I'm in a city right now, but it's a city of 35,000 people. So it's uh, not yeah, really. It's a little different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so I could live on the outskirts and, and feel okay. But in it, yeah, I, it's I not bad. Do it. That's yeah. awesome. I, I've, I've enjoyed it a lot, honestly. Like, because I don't have to get on the highways at all. I'm like sure. five minutes away from the grocery store, 10 minutes away from the airport, 10 minutes away from the gym. So I can just like get to everywhere that I need to without having to sit in traffic. So that's nice. What yeah. gym do you train at? Or uh, I guess maybe you don't want to say ownerships. It. Maybe people yeah. will stalk you. No. So. <laughs> yeah, right. No, it's uh, it's fine. It's it was called Next Level CrossFit, um, but we just changed to um, Pharaohs Redondo. Cool. So did they yeah. unaffiliate or deaffiliate? No, I think they're still affiliated. Cool. Um, they they literally just made the transition as I was in um. Uh, Madison. So I'm not really sure of all the details quite yet, yeah. but hopefully they're still affiliated. That's cool. Um, but yeah, it should be awesome, but everything stays the same. So they're just putting in some more equipment. Like they're getting a belt squat, which I'm yes. really excited about. Yeah. Like, yes, finally. Yeah. Squat, do you, so I need that. Do you know <laughs> what brand they're getting? Um, I don't know. It was like, I kind of saw on their, um, Instagram it was like green and black and I've never seen those colors before. So I'm not sure yeah. exactly what brand it is, but, yeah. um, a belt squat is a belt squat at the end of the day. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm no, like, I'll take any awesome. type of belt squat. Yeah. It's such a great tool. I mean, you're, you'll understand all that stuff better than me, but I'll have people march on the belt squat or like really heavy yeah. marches. Um, yeah. I designed this. Have you ever seen those sand dune steppers? Like Mm-mm. it's a black thing and you step on it and it's okay. kind of like you're walking on sand. Um, it's, oh, okay. it's an awesome it's product, uh, but you'd have to have two of them in order to squat on the machine since the cable comes down through the middle. So oh, I designed okay. this foam insert that, that goes in and there's like a little, like this is foam and this is foam. And then there's a slot in the middle. So the chain mm-hmm. or the, the, cable can come up through. So I have people squat really heavy on that and, um, march really heavy, but it's an unstable platform. So it's, oh, okay. Good. So I'm excited. To get a belt squat. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm really excited about the belt squat. That's been like one thing I've been wishing for, for like a couple of years now, because every time I try to squat or do like a squat cycle, my back just doesn't, yeah. um, doesn't like it, unfortunately. So I'm hoping like I can make some, some grounds and some strength that way this year, just having it for a full year. Like for sure. it's so cool to have it during my off season. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you, you do programming through do, or training think tank is who you work with. Correct. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. With Perrin. Mm, yeah. Specifically okay. with Perrin. Um, yeah, she's awesome. She's really, that's great. Really smart. We use them for our affiliate programming at, at our gym. Oh, cool. And they're yeah. awesome. It's been, it's been really good for us. Yeah. So, um, so it sounds like, well, you do a lot of mobility stuff. You do a lot of accessory work. Um, mm-hmm. and that kind of goes along with what we do. We're, we're a CrossFit affiliate, but we have tons of specialty equipment. I, I love you have to. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. Um, I feel like you can't survive as like a CrossFit gym anymore. Like you have to have like specialty stuff, yeah. whether it's classes or equipment for sure. Yeah. We have a lot of West side. I love West side barbell. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. A lot of Louis Simmons machines. Also Kabuki. Have you heard of Kabuki strength? He's out of mm-hmm. Oregon. Um, okay. I don't remember his name. Uh, Chris Duffin. I do remember his name, Christoph. And anyways, he's got some really good uh, specialty equipment as well. Like they've got a transformer nice. bar. So it's a bar that yep. transforms into front squat, goblet squat, back squat, all that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that stuff is that stuff is neat. And I think it's really cool for like uh, the everyday gym goer to have access to that stuff. Uh, I agree. Because if they go to like a, a Gold's gym um, or just some type of Globo gym, like they're never going to have access to all that cool equipment so as long as they're like taught correctly like it's really cool for them to be like yeah like i'm empowered by all this stuff yeah we have a curved they call it a football bar or cadillac bar it's a curved bench press bar and your hands they're almost neutral so when you go down to your chest and then push up it helps keep your elbows close to your body so we'll have Ah. people that have not been able to bench press in years because of shoulder the shoulder problems. impingements yeah, yeah. yeah and you put them on that cadillac bar and all of a sudden they're they're benching 225 like they were in high school so <laughs> it's pretty cool. fun nice so let's see rogue invitational if that happens that's gonna be awesome yeah. um yeah. then what will your training look like till the next crossfit games and then once we talk about that i want to go back to 2023 yeah. and go through okay. the workouts yeah. Um, yeah, obviously there'll be a little bit more downtime if I do the rogue invitational, um, just afterwards, just really just allowing my body to rest and recover. I feel like overall, not to kind of get into 2023, but, um, this year, just the training volume and intensity just wasn't as high because my body just, there's like a zero tolerance policy for pain. Yeah. Um, and so my, my back was still on strike for most of the year. Um, so I feel like I didn't even get like a full, even semi intense cycle until post semifinals. So I kind of feel a little bit more fresher than normal. So I'm kind of like, I'm okay to do the rogue invitational because I don't, I feel like I just started training. Um, but also I want to respect my body and my, my back. So, um, whether it tells me while I start training and getting prepared for the rogue invitational and it's like, we're good. I'll back off um, and not do it. 
or if I just don't get the rogue invitational at all and invite, um, like maybe it's just not meant to be this year again <laughs> for the fourth year in a row. Um, but yeah, I think just kind of respecting my body is the way to go. Like I really did that in 2023. Um, and I feel like I was at the most extreme version of really just being careful and mindful and yeah, just, just kind of being in tune with my body. And it was, <laughs> it was really hard. It was really hard to train like that. Cause I had to say no to a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and it's scary to train like that. Cause I'm like, okay, like I'm going to say no during training, but then I'm asked to do it at a high level during a competition. And so yeah. that's how semifinals was. And the games were like the things that I was asked to do on the floor for both of those. A lot of the stuff I hadn't touched in like a year and a half. And I yeah. was like, we're just going to hope that I can still do it and <laughs> that my body can be competitive while doing it. Um, so hopefully going into this year, I feel like I learned a lot of tools to help my body, um, still compete at a high level. Um, so it's like finding balance between still respecting myself and having a tolerance policy of closer to zero. If I do feel pain in my back and not pushing into that. Um, but hopefully being able to make more ground earlier in the season instead of like, man, I couldn't even do an air squat before the open started. And I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to even do the season, let alone this workout that's coming out. So um, it was just really scary the whole season kind of just being on edge and like having a lot of uncertainty. So, but if not, I also have the confidence of knowing that I can do a full season the way that I trained um, and be proud of that. You know, it's hard because like, I feel like I have a lot of capabilities and I feel like I haven't been able to fully express that on the floor ever. Um, And so I really want that opportunity, but if not, it's okay. I'm still able to like serve and impact people with my story. So, yeah. Well, and it's, that's a level of, maturity that's pretty awesome like athletic maturity emotional maturity you know you're willing to say no to something and know that it's going to come up later yeah and that might be scary because you're like hey i haven't practiced this movement but at the same time now you're able to do the movement in competition whereas if you're practicing it you might get injured so i think yeah i think that's awesome that's really cool so thank you yeah, it's uh yeah, it's hard. Like I said, it's like a very it's a very hard choice to do that. But honestly, I didn't I didn't feel like I had a choice in it because anytime I tried things in training this past year, my back just was like, nope, mm-mm. I would get nerve pain, I would feel it tighten up. So it would tell me pretty much right away, like, yeah, we're not we're not doing this. Yeah. So. so you said nerve pain and tightening. Do you know what's up with your back? Like has it been diagnosed? Yeah, it's just, um, I've had multiple MRIs. It's just bulging discs, like okay. a normal back. Like you could look at a hundred people's backs and 99% of people are going to have bulging discs. Sure. It's just whether they're activated, I guess, or they yeah. get aggravated. Um, so yeah, it's not anything like super special, I would say. Yeah. Um, it's just bulging discs, arthritis mm-hmm. throughout my spine. Uh, I have like little osteophytes, like bony formations that have formed, um, 
on my spine because the discs have just sat out for so long. So, okay. um, yeah, but other than that, like, it's not anything where it's like, oh, I could go and like get surgery or there's something, I don't know, super specific wrong with it. Yeah. So, and anyone that deals with bulging discs and back pain, they just know that, you know, sometimes it just has to run its own course Yeah, and it could be a couple of days, could be a couple of weeks. Um, or what I experienced basically last year was almost 365 days of pain. So, um, I'm sorry. It was very, very frustrating Yeah, and, uh, really hard to kind of work through. And, um, I thought honestly that my career was done because I was in pain for so long. So, yeah. Have you worked on a reverse hyperextension machine at all? Oh yeah. 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 They're pretty great for that, but you know. Yeah. It's, um, you know, that's, so I've been working with, so I've, I've had this problem since I was 12, uh, and now, you know, 30. <laughs> yeah. You're 25. Um, I know. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. 25, 25. Yeah. Um, yeah. and yeah, I've been through it all, like as far as like doctors go. And, um, I feel like a lot of them say the same thing as like, okay, your posterior chain is really weak. Your core is weak. Your obliques are weak, blah, blah. blah. And, um, I mean, you can look at my page and see like all the stuff that I do as far as accessory work goes yeah. and all that. And, um, nothing was giving me relief. Um, and I was like, I don't, I almost just like kind of gave up on doctors because I was just like, I don't, I don't know what else I can do for it. Um, and everything was giving me just like a band aid. I wasn't experiencing actual like life changes, yeah. um, lifestyle changes. And then I started working with a doctor who he does a lot of things, but specifically works with like PRIs. It's like a lot of breathing stuff. Um, and I found specifically for me, I think it's different for everybody in their backs and their bodies and stuff, but I've actually found relief with, and I can, I can personally change the way that I feel. Yeah. And I think that's empowering in itself. Yeah. Um, which is like really cool. So it's like, I still have pain and I still get nerve pain. Like I had nerve pain up until the day one of the CrossFit games for like a whole week before. And I was like, I might have to pull out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's able to, he's given me the, the power to fix myself. And yeah. I think that's really cool. Um, so I just feel like I don't have as much fear associated with it. Yeah. Cause I think as much as it is like physical, it's definitely, there's a psychological part to it. Yeah. And I think we can make things a lot worse with our headspace. At least sure. that's what I choose to believe because yeah. I don't think I've had, I wouldn't have this back pain for 17 years if there wasn't both associated with yeah. it. So, and you said um, he's working on you with breath work. Yeah. So he just gives me, so it's not any manual work that he does on me. Um, I think maybe one time for like a couple minutes, he did something manually, but it's mostly like, here's your homework and yeah. you, cho you choose how much you want to do it. And that's going to basically dictate how, like how quickly you're going to feel good. Yeah. So, which that's like the perfect person to give it to, I think is like a CrossFit athlete because we're oh, yeah. like psycho and psychotic mm -hmm. and yeah. we have OCD tendencies and uh, we like exercises and like to do them over and over again. So yeah. Or at least that's how I work. Maybe I shouldn't pigeonhole all this cross CrossFit athletes in that, but it's probably a good um, generalization. Yeah, yeah, we're obsessed. I would say with things, yeah. and especially when we start feeling relief, it's like okay, 
And so I think like I've, I'm the first CrossFit athlete he's ever worked with. And so he's like, I've never had a patient, um, do this as much. So yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I'm like, dude, if I feel relief, even if it's like 1%, I will take it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so coming in to the games, you were a little nervous about that nerve pain. Um, almost thought you might have to pull out, but you didn't, you went in. Yeah. Thank goodness. (laughs) And, uh, when was that first workout announced? Like, when did you hear what it was going Uh, on? The bike ride. Um, it was when we were on campus. So the thing was the day before we had like orientation and then like a semi informal dinner, um, that was like on campus and, uh, they just basically turned on the TV and then it was like a person riding a bike in the grass. So that's when it was announced. So it was just the day before basically. Okay. And what, what did you think when, uh, when you saw that? Oh, like anytime it's an outdoor event that has nothing to do with CrossFit. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. And it was, uh, let's see, I'm going to share my screen here on to, oh, well, I have your Instagram pulled up. You know, I was doing some research here. (laughs) Um, Let's see, here it is. So complete as many laps as possible in 40 minutes on a trek. Yeah. Mountain bike. Um, was it just all flat? No, it was definitely somewhat of some hills, like not crazy, but I feel like you wouldn't be able to really tell unless you were actually on the course riding itself, the hills. Um, but yeah, it was a little bit of an up and down gravel, a lot of gravel, um, a lot more, um, more slick than what you think. Um, I ended up falling, but it was just by myself. And there was no one around me, thank goodness. Yeah. Um, but it was just like a quick fall in the back. Um, but Your yeah, feet, it feet was lifted in on that one, or like, did you guys have no, it? no, okay. no? It was just a mountain bike. Yeah, I've okay. actually, uh, I've only really ridden um, like hybrid bikes, so a difference between or a mixture between a mountain and a cycling bike. So the tire yeah. is kind of like mid medium, I guess. Um, so the mountain bike was a little bit heavier. Um, and the gears were all on one side, which was like kind of weird for me to kind of get used to. Um, so I didn't, I, and then it was like hydraulics, of course, too. Like you could feel like the bounces with it. Yeah. Um, so I prefer like a hybrid. That's what we used for the cyclocross in 2017. Mm-hmm. And it was like a little bit lighter. Obviously mm-hmm. we were doing more obstacles with that one, but um, having to like get off the bike and go over that plank of wood, I was like, dang, this thing is like really awkward to, <laughs> to carry. For so, sure. It wasn't the same as cyclocross. That one was, awesome. I think, even more fun than yeah. this one. So 40 minutes, it's kind of a longer workout for, for CrossFit yeah. athletes. Yep. Um, how did you feel going from a 40 minute into that? The pig chipper was the next one, correct? Yeah. Um, it was good. Like it was a quick turnaround, but I think for me, because I'm more of like, even though I don't look like it, I'm more of an endurance athlete. So I can kind of recover pretty quickly and just get ready for the next one um, and be okay. It was just, it was hot on the field. I think everyone yeah. kind of experienced that, especially the masters athletes. I felt like it was even hotter during the week than when we were competing on the weekend, but um, that day specifically was pretty warm. And so you just kind of like, 
you just felt the heat and that was kind of draining on top of like just getting off the 40 minute bike ride. Cause I think we had like an hour to basically get back over to the warm up area and then basically just chug something down and then warm up and then go over to the other warm up area. So it was, it was very quick turnaround, but I like that more than like everything spread out. And that that's how it was yeah. the entire weekend. Like everything was pretty much back to back. Um, so I liked it personally, yeah. but I'm sure other people have their own opinions on it. <laughs> so you um, had mentioned uh, chug something down really quick. How, how do you approach nutrition during uh, an intense competition like that? Yeah, it's whatever you can, whatever sounds appealing, honestly. Um, Cause it's like, especially like, semifinals was a whole different story. Like I did not have an appetite at all. And so like Randy, my husband was like stuffing things on my mouth yeah. and I was like, <laughs> I can't do this. Uh, this one, I had a little bit more of an appetite. So I was grateful for that. Um, but it's just like a lot of protein shakes. Like uh, first form makes uh, some carbs called ignition and it literally tastes like uh, like honey. Okay. It's so good. It's yeah. so sweet. Um, and it's like, fast digesting carbs. Um, and I have like a lot of food sensitivities and that one doesn't hurt my stomach whatsoever. So cool. I usually just do a bunch of like protein shakes throughout the day. And then at the end of the day, when I'm finally like at a resting state ish, then I'll eat like an actual meal, but it's always hard to get real food in. And it's just about like whatever carbs you can get just for fuel. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, the appetite usually goes down during that yeah, stress. time. And so it's mm. kind of what, whatever you can get in. Um, yeah. How do you mentally like decompress in between the workouts and in between days at the games? Yeah. I think my approach this year was completely different than other times. Um, I had a lot of protocols um, just for my back in general to get myself into like a restful state. So that's kind of basically the premise behind like the PRI, or at least what I'm understanding is specifically for me. And I'm sure a lot of people like, because of the way I stand, I'm in a very sympathetic state. So fight or flight, cause I'm in an archy state. Yeah. And you want that for when you're training and or competing, but I was just living there constantly. Yeah. And so like through his breathing exercises that he's giving me, and then like even something simple, like putting your feet up on uh, like a couch or a bench and just laying on the ground that allows you to get into like a parasympathetic state. Um, and so that's actually what my coach recommended to parents. She was like, you need to do this like post, um, post training, post workout. I was basically at the beginning doing it in between each piece of my training session. So it extended my training session significantly, but it helped a lot. Um, so I just kind of use those protocols through semifinals in the game. So it's like right away, go find a place to like put your feet up and just allow your body to kind of get into a quick, like parasympathetic state, um, and just like somewhat of a restful state and, yeah. uh, just kind of spend some time by yourself. Like I try to just get away from people and just like have a moment, even if it's just like three to five minutes of just yeah. kind of being by myself and breathing. But I think that's been really helpful and something I'll use for sure the rest of my career. And honestly, I can, I mean, in anything that you do, even if you're at work yeah. and you're stressed out, like go take five minutes and put your feet up and see how you feel. Yeah. My wife meditates twice a day and she's yeah. just about it. 
And when she doesn't get it, she feels mm-hmm. like her capacity goes down and, you yeah. know, just everything gets a little bit more stressful. She's busy. She does a lot. And um, it's so interesting how that 10 minutes can just yeah take that Changes. load off. Yeah, I think it just puts things in perspective and allows your your mind and your body to kind of just slow down. Um, Because I think that especially nowadays, we're just very fast paced people. And if we stay there, it's like we can't really like your mind doesn't have time to really understand what's going on. And it can just stay in like a very stressful state, or at least that's how it's been for me. And my entire life, I've just always been go, 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 and just go to the next thing, say yes to everything. And so that's been a big thing this year that I've incorporated is the breathing stuff, slowing down, uh, spending time with myself, <laughs> uh, and like recharging that way. And then, um, I've actually incorporated meditation as well. So awesome. Super helpful. Um, if you don't mind me asking, like what, what type of meditation, like what do, what do you do to prepare yourself to meditate and then actually get yeah. in? Yeah. Uh, I forgot the name of it. Um, but with the, I'm working with the acupuncturist that I'm also doing some like life coaching with her. She's, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, she's a all in one. That's awesome. And, uh, but she introduced me to, uh, I wish I knew the name of it, a specific one where there's like these you say these words, like three words, but they don't yeah. mean anything. Um, and you don't listen to music. Um, and you just say those three words over and over again in your mind. Um, Almost until, like, a, like a mantra, kind of? Kind of like a mantra, but yeah, the, the words just don't have any meaning. So like, yeah. if I said them, they wouldn't, there, there is no meaning to them. Yeah. So, and the that's kind of where you want is... your brain to get. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not like... um labeling it with something because sometimes like with music even if there's no words you can label that music with like a specific time in your life whether it's a good or a bad moment stressful um and so I guess the idea is like these words and having no music associated with it allows it to be not labeled with anything so it kind of just allows your mind to be clearer or allows things to still like things will come up and then you just bring your brain back to those words again boom 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 which is obviously the idea behind meditation in itself like your mind is going to wonder like it's going to go into different areas and thoughts and stuff so you just oh okay gotta go back bring it back that's so cool i'm so happy that you're doing that because i I think it's so beneficial and uh in in everything like like you said you can use it as an athlete but then sleep yes that it's been helping with my sleep a lot too oh good have you had yeah. some sleep troubles? Oh, my, my entire life. Me yeah. too. My entire life. Yeah. I I've, have had such bad sleep hygiene basically my entire life up until this. I would say this year is the best year in quality of sleep that I've ever had probably in my life. And that's, that's a awesome. very good job. It's a very extreme thing to say, but like, it's very true. Like I just don't sleep at all. Yeah. So I always have a hard time falling asleep, staying asleep. Uh, the quality of the sleep is always very low. Like I couldn't even wear a whoop because it would always put me in the red zone in the morning. I'm like, dude, I can't wear this. Yeah. <laughs> I have to train. <laughs> that's so, so funny. I am on a yeah. much lower athletic level than you are, but <laughs> I'm the same as far as sleep. And then a whoop, yeah. I had to stop wearing it because yeah. Yep. I'm like, well, I'm red. I shouldn't work out. I'm like, no, I need to go work. Like I need to, I can't be red for a week. And yeah. 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 
That's really yeah, cool. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's been like a huge change. Like there's been like so many positives out of this year. And I think it's so easy for me to just be like, oh, I got 15th at the games, which is amazing. Right. Yeah. But I think for me and just where I'm at in my career, I'm like, I, I wanted more for myself. If I have to be honest, like yeah. I was disappointed in the 15, even though like it was a surprise and I'm really grateful to even make it to the games this year with just the way that my body was reacting and responding to training. Um, but the human side of me is like, dang, I wanted more for myself, yeah. you know? Um, but I have to like, look at everything else that has changed in my life and all the positives and sleep being one of them is, is huge. Cause if I can take that and then have a healthy Bethany, like, yeah. that's going to be amazing, you know? For sure. Well, you had mentioned that before the open, y- you weren't able to do an air squat. And I was yeah. like, <laughs> no air squat to the games. Like that's pretty amazing. So yeah, yeah, no, like it was, yeah, it's an amazing accomplishment. Like what I was able to do. And um, yeah, I think that's just the hard part is like people I can say like, and tell my story on like social media as much as possible, but I don't think people will truly understand what took place this year other than my coach that programmed the training this year for me and my husband, because they're the ones that like saw me and saw what I could do and what I couldn't do. And there was a list of things that I couldn't do. And so my coach was just like, this is crazy that you even got to the games, you know? So, but I'm a competitor and I'm an athlete and I'm just like, yeah, it's great and all, but <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so no, I think that, that's great. I, you've still shown incredible maturity in all of this. And so you want, and then you are also the type of person that wants to push yourself. You want to know yeah. what you're capable of. So all of that is, yeah. it's all positive. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. 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 I try to just bring it back, bring it back to reality. Yeah. Of like all the amazing things. Yeah. And then you bring meditation into everything else you're like oh i just got to bring myself back i got to bring myself back apply that to your life seriously yeah it's uh it's definitely helped so when you see a workout so you you go from the ride 40 minutes yep quick turnover to the pig chipper how Mm -hmm. do you approach a workout like this to know how quickly you're you're gonna go because i mean you could do the 10 pig flips as fast as possible, but maybe then you're gassed for the chest to bars. I, yeah. I don't know. You, t- you tell me, how do you approach Um, that? I think you have to look at this workout and be like, okay, is this like, are these strengths of mine or weaknesses? Cause I think a lot of people know right off the bat. Um, even if you're like a rookie in the games, like you've done CrossFit long enough to know that either, you know, chest to bar and toe to bar and wall balls are good exercises for you and strengths or they're not. And for me, even if I'm not at my best, those, those are more strengths than weaknesses. Um, and so I knew that I could just, you kind of, obviously you have to go off of feel cause you just don't know how you're going to feel after a 40 minute bike ride. But, um, I knew that I could hit some, what of some bigger sets with the chest to bar and toe to bar and wall ball. And then, um, I knew that I could just like hang on, even if it was, if it was smaller sets, just kind of move through it. But. I think for me specifically, I was worried about the pig flip because that was just something that I just did not touch for, I think the last time I touched somewhat of a pig was Wadapalooza 2022. Okay. Um, 
and that was like the the sled version. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then they didn't have it in the warm up area. So I was like, well, I'm either going to know off the first flip if I can do this workout or if I'm just going to have to stand there for 18 minutes or whatever the time cap was, or is my back going to go out on me when I flip the pig? Like yeah. those are my three options. <laughs> yeah. Um, how did they feel? Luckily it was okay. How did they feel this year in the games? They were fine. Like the first 10, I had to take my time, but I was able to flip them. And then when I got to the back end, I just... I just didn't have any gas left. And that makes sense because like when you don't train heavy stuff for a year and a half, like you can't expect yourself to just go out there and just destroy a workout. Yeah. Um, I was just surprised, honestly, that a lot of people time capped on that workout. And so I was just grateful to honestly finish it because I think that was a separator as far as placements go of being able to um, just finish the workout under the time cap. But I definitely had to rest a lot on the last set of 10 because I was just like, dude, oh, yeah. I got nothing. I got nothing left. So yeah. um, I would have loved to like push that at the end. But yeah, just don't got it. Don't yeah. got it. <laughs> well, and from the outside looking in, you, you've got another one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You've got another nine workouts. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a It's a marathon, not a sprint. So I had to keep that in mind, but I also just knew like going into the games that I was not going to push anything to hundred percent capacity because I did not have it. I literally did not have it. So I was worried if I even tried to do that, that one, my back would go out or two, I wouldn't be able to recover for the next event. So, um, it was just, that was the whole year was like, respect yourself and be proud of that. And so I felt like I was able to do that even though being on the games floor, it is really hard to go like 85% because girls are really good, really good, really fast, really strong. So it's like a mind game the entire weekend having to like hold yourself back. Yeah. Do you feel that recovery times in between workouts are quicker and you could say maybe say easier at the beginning stages of the games versus the last day um yeah I I, I honestly would say like the third day was the hardest day to recover I feel like everyone when they get to the last day at least for me I was like nothing was sore anymore like I was sore on the second day and the third day and then I got I got up on the fourth day and I was like oh I'm not sore. This is great. Yeah. Um, awesome. And so I felt like I was okay that day. Um, I would say the second to last day, I think was the harder day to like recover from stuff personally for me. Yeah. No, yeah, that, that makes, it's like a uh, running of 5k, right? It's third miles of the hardest. 4.5. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, Oh, home stretch. And yeah. so I think your mindset is just like, they were almost there. Like, let's go. And yeah, so for sure. Just get like that extra perk of adrenaline and stuff. Do those four days just fly? Yes. Yeah. I think as I've gotten older, um, they do. I remember in 2017 and 2018, it lingered a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was just a mixture of like, uh, just not really experiencing anything like that because like in 2017 
I had only had one other like three or four day competition under my belt with, yeah. I did Wadapalooza that year and the RX division, Wadapalooza. And then I went from that to uh, regionals and then the games. So it was like, that was a shock to my system. I was, I was dead. I wanted it to end. I was not feeling great. <laughs> so, but as I've gotten older, I'm like, ah. It's not, it just goes by so just fast. By. And I always tell myself that too. I'm like, it's yeah. going to go by really fast. Yeah. Um, is it hard to, I mean, this is probably a terrible question. Is it hard to balance like <laughs> being present and just taking it all in? Like, holy crap, I'm at the games versus like, yeah. okay, bring it in. I got to focus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. I think at the beginning of the games, I don't think I did like a great uh, balance of that. But I think at the end, when I realized, um, you know, this year is just about really being proud of myself. Uh, I actually took moments to like wave to my family in the stands. And my family was just like, you've never done that. in your six years of competing. And we were just so excited that you did that. So I think it was just like a really cool moment for my family and I to have that and just yeah. be like, Hey, like I'm doing what I can out here. Thanks for supporting yeah. me. Love y'all kind of thing. So um, I, love that. I wish You're I like, well, I meditate now. So now I'm more present. Yeah. So yeah, I'm way more present. Um, but yeah, so I kind of wish I did that a little bit more at the beginning. Um, Cause I actually had a really hard time after day one. Like I was really disappointed in myself. Um, And I just didn't feel like I executed to the best of my ability to give myself like the best 100% buffer for the rest of the weekend. Um, And so I was like, dang, but I'm like ruining this whole weekend if I think about that the entire rest of the weekend. So anyways, it was a good reset for me. Yeah. No, that's really cool. Uh, More maturity, right? You're able to let that go and continue on. Yeah, that's great. So the third workout, you went from pig flips and chest bars and wall balls to a shorter workout um, with a seven minute time cap. So yeah, the inverted medley. How did that feel? I think, yeah, I think that, so I I looked at this one and I was really excited about it. Um, But I would say out of all the workouts, I was the most disappointed after this one, just because, um, it didn't require any heavy weights and we've been working a lot on just upper body stuff. Cause that's all I've been really able to do yeah. this year. And, um, I just felt like I didn't really showcase that because I fell like three times <laughs> on the way back, um, during the handstand pushups. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a fun one. It was very fun, yeah. but yeah, I think I was just disappointed overall with like my, my, performance with it um so I mean it's always it's always good for that to happen though because like those are the things that you can bring back to the drawing board yeah uh and just work on yeah so well on day one you know may not have been the best but you made that reset after day one right so how did you feel coming into day two I felt good. I felt like I, yeah, I did my things that I needed to do as far as like the tools that I have to reset. I, I meditated, I, I cried. Um, I talked to family members and my friends and 
I'm, I'm a Christian. So prayer is like a big thing of that too, of like yeah. asking for prayer and getting prayer over me. Um, yeah. So I felt like I just like was able to wake up and be like, okay, like I don't have to put all this crazy pressure on myself to perform because that no one is even expecting that. And like we yeah. as athletes put that on ourselves. And so yeah, I was just like, just let it all go. Like, have fun. Like, you're here. Yeah. Um, you didn't think you were going to be here. No one's expecting anything of you. So just enjoy the rest of the weekend. So, That's so cool. I yeah. love that. All the tools. I was proud of myself. You're, just, you're yeah. using the, yeah, you're using all the tools that you have and they're, they're working. Yeah. And I think too, people think like when you go through growth and personal growth that you don't experience that stuff anymore. Like uh, all of a sudden you're immune to not having disappointment and frustrations and crying about things and almost being like a brat or a baby, but like, no, you still experience all of that. It's just, you're able to get through that a lot quicker with the tools that you have. So, yeah. Well, my wife will remind me too. I'll, I'll have a bad day or something's going on and she's like, good. That it's good. Yeah. That's happening because That's how you grow. You're not perfect. Like, you're so smart. All right. Gosh, dang it. Yeah. So the alpaca redux. So for time, 126 foot sled push, starting with all six kettlebells, (laughs) then three rounds, two legless rope climbs, 12 kettlebell cleaning jerks, 42 foot sled push, starting with two kettlebells. And then you're adding as you go on. Yeah. Yeah. That one was a doozy. Um, Yeah. It looks like it. There was only like three or four people that finished that workout. Um, It was fun. I think every workout that you do at the games is fun because like everything is spread out on the field. Like you have to like run from thing to thing. Um, There's like just space. And I like that part of it compared to like the open where everyone puts their equipment. I guess they changed it this year, but like they put their equipment right next to each other and you just "Ah," go through all the stuff. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was just, funny because everyone was having a hard time pushing the sled except for a couple of people and that thing was uh very heavy and then um the seated seated legless rope climbs were a new thing for most people so it's just you know you want to be more cautious than uh like just go all out with them because one no rep and you're ruined basically yeah um so yeah there were just like moments in it where you're just like everyone is just you just like look down the line and you're like everyone is just sitting (laughs) is that almost like like a little a little yeah almost a little bit of relief though you're like wow i'm really yeah yeah oh they're all tired this is great okay cool we're all sitting we're all sitting um yeah so i would have loved to like push that one and i think that i probably could have if i felt good um but obviously like the dual kettlebells, those things have not been touched at all. So I was just like, dude, I gotta be very cautious with those. And those things are very heavy. Um, but my back felt great during that, which I was very thankful for. Um, and yeah, with the seated legless, I was just like, those aren't unfamiliar for me, but at the same time, they're unfamiliar in the sense of being under, um, like load and just being tired and like where my capacity and conditioning is. I was like, I can't try to like take a risk here. So I just made sure 100% that I was fully rested before I did another legless rope climb. And 
Yeah. That's kind of what I did at semifinals too. And I wish I would have pushed my pace a little bit more on that workout with the seated legless rope climbs, but it was just one of those things where I was like, ah, I just, I don't want to take a risk this year with that kind of stuff and be yeah. stupid. So yeah, yeah, it was a fun workout, but it That's was cool. just, we're just sitting there. We got to recover after that workout for sure. That's nice. you're not moving. Yeah. So how long was it before <laughs> that next, the next ski bag? Do you know? Um, it was a couple of hours, cool. but it's like, you almost feel good because you didn't even finish a workout. So you're like, yeah. I didn't really do that much work. I was just basically sitting there on the field. So, uh, I feel pretty recovered. Yeah. So it's almost like a punishment yeah. when you're fitter because you have to do more work, you know, <laughs> got to work harder. Dang it. Yeah. That's how it was on the bike ride too. Cause like, if you pass the finish line, any time before the 40 minute mark, oh, you have to do a whole nother lap. And so it was like 10 of us that had to do that. So I think I crossed the line around like 39, 40. And I was like, oh gosh, I have to do a whole nother lap. Yeah. So it was definitely like somewhat of a punishment. Yeah, that makes sense. Now you have a ski erg behind you. So this, uh, yeah. this <laughs> ski bag, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> might not have been too bad for you. Right. Well, the ski part was fine. Yeah, the, there's the pretty heavy part, sandbag squats and Yeah. I just um yeah, this year specifically just squatting, my back has just just not liked whatsoever. Um yeah. and so yeah, we definitely haven't done any squatting for any type of volume. Um and we've done like build up to something relatively heavy which is not heavy compared to last like years in the past and it's just like a single rep so uh I was like when I saw that workout I was like okay um the goal is for my back not to go out on me yeah. <laughs> and to be able to get that thing up so yeah sandbags alone too I just haven't really touched yeah. so yeah. the whole thing well, I was kind of worried about for a lower back injury I mean having those <laughs> sandbags up and in front like that it, it can be taxing yeah and it was it's very awkward too because like you unless like you practice that you don't know exactly where you want the bag to sit yeah. um and so like for me I was just like twisted the entire time and yeah I was just it was a mess I was not happy obviously with the placing of that workout and it was very quick too so I didn't even know what the time cap was I should, probably should have known that but, um, or what the time was when we were on the floor. So I was just like, got done with the second ski and I was like, time cap. I was like, oh, okay. Another workout where I didn't really do that much work. I guess I get to recover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So on the second, okay. Yeah. So I'm just looking at it. Uh, six yeah, minutes, it was, 30 calories yeah. and then 30 sandbag squats, 20 calories, 20 sandbag. Yeah, that was yeah. not that was not good, but I, I just, I can't expect myself for me to do anything like that yeah. when you just, you just don't do it. You don't yeah, do it. So exactly. No, that's awesome. Uh, then there was a, a spin on Helen. So three rounds for oh, time, yeah. a 400 meter run, then muscle ups and dumbbell snatches. Yeah. How'd that one feel? Um, that was good. I feel like out of all the workouts, like I just talked to my coach on the phone the other day and she was like, I feel like out of all the workouts, that's the one that you were able to maybe not push to capacity, but at least be like competitive with. Yeah. Um, so I just had to be like cautious on the dumbbell snatches. Cause once again, even at 35 pounds, like I just don't, I haven't done dumbbell snatches cause that's a yeah. very back E thing. Yeah. Um, 
but those were fine. I just made sure to squat more than just go full spinal mode. I think a lot of girls were just like, oh, it's 35 pounds. Like, let's just allow our back to be completely rounded out and just hammer it. Um, But yeah, I was overall like pretty happy with um, the placing and how I did and was able to like push things relative to the other workouts. So yeah, I feel like overall I was, I was happy with that one. It would have been fun to like push it even more and try to stay up with, I think Jamie was in front of me the entire time by a long shot. She was like 30 seconds to a minute in front of me. Um, but once again, I was just trying to like, okay, I can push it, but I also need to continue to respect myself. So yeah, did yeah. what I could on that one. That's awesome. But it was fun. It was a fun and one. Almost able to push it to capacity, which probably feels good after a couple of those that were weird and awkward. Yeah. All of those movements, you know, you're familiar with like bar muscle ups and dumbbell snatches, even though, you know, you got to be careful on the dumbbell snatches. That's awesome. That's exciting. Then you're more of an endurance person, like you said. So how did the 5k go? Uh, That one was fine. That was good. It was just kind of one of those things where um, once again, like I didn't want to push all the way to capacity because I, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to recover if I did that. Yeah. Um, so, but once again, I think it was like a good placement for me overall. There's a lot of like, I think six places, um, for me this year. So, which I think anything staying in like the top 10 is always great at the games. Um, so yeah, it was, it was like a quick, quick 5k. Obviously it was not a 5k. It was a little bit shorter. And, um, I just tried, tried to stay with someone. Like I found Emma Lawson and she had like a watch on and I was like, Oh, she's probably like going to time her round. So I'm just going to draft off of her. So I kind of just stayed around her the entire time and then, um, tried to like book it at the end. So yeah, I felt like overall I was happy with that placement. And then I feel like for me, because I've ran a lot, I'm able to recover after like a a 5k or a run like that. So Uh, in a 5k, what's kind of round about your pace how fast do you think you're going Ooh, i don't know um i should i really should be like better at that as far as um like looking at my paces and like wearing a watch i'm just more of like a i go off a of feel yeah because like you just awesome. don't know how you're gonna feel day three of a competition yeah. and i think for me if i have these like specific numbers and then i don't hit them i almost could have a letdown or just like feel not good about myself. Um, But I also think that's just like me being mental and something that I have to like just work through because I could probably push myself even more if I knew the paces that I was running. Um, So that's definitely something that I have to take a little bit more accountability for Um, not just with running, but just in general with workouts Uh, and just having like paces and being like, no, like, confidently knowing that I can do this even when I'm tired. Yeah. Well, it's tough because that's possible, but also what you've been doing is working. So, you know, yeah, you're yeah. there, you're at the games, you're making progress, you're working through a back injury and you're doing it off of feel, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, most yeah. people, I would say most people are not in tune enough to really do that. So yeah, very, um, I would say I'm a very whimsical person. So I go off of feel with most things in my life. And so it's almost like 
I have to reel it in and be a little bit more logical and calculated with things, <laughs> at least yeah. bring that balance. Cause I think that's the difference between like those 1% changes as an athlete. And when you're going to the games, like that, those are placements right there. Yeah. It's yeah. 1% a little more accountability and ownership. Yeah. At the top 1% is a, a big percentage. Yeah. So for sure. But yeah, once again, this year it wasn't really about that, but yeah. I could have still done that stuff on certain workouts, like a run, you know? Yeah. yeah. Moving from the run to intervals. So two intervals oh, yeah. <laughs> for total time, box jump overs, calorie uh, rowing, uh, burpee box jump overs, then just box jump overs. Then, yeah. yeah. How did, how'd that one go? Um, that was okay. I kind of looked at it on paper and I was like, oh, this will be like a fun one to do. And it, once again, it was fun, but I don't think that I performed well on it. And some of it just had to do with not, I'm not willing to take any chances on doing things I haven't mm-hmm. done. So like with the box jump overs, you saw a lot of girls like almost like doing bottom of a squat and then kind of just stepping off. Mm-hmm. And I don't do that in training. Um, so I'm not going to like change my technique in the warm up area when I see other girls doing that. Yeah. Um, even though I wanted to, but it just like wouldn't make sense. And then I was worried if I did that, I would jam my back up um, and then be ruined for the rest of the weekend. And so I was definitely a lot slower than a lot of girls on that because I wasn't doing that type of technique. And then on the road to like rowing's just been an ongoing issue so I just have to row like very weird I can't like put like technique wise you're supposed to bring the the handles all the way in so you can get the most out of each pull and uh my back does not like that so I almost have to do like a bicep curl every single time go like halfway in uh so it just takes a lot more energy up (laughs) yeah and um yeah so I wish I could have gone like quicker on that workout, but once again, it was just like one of those things where it's like, I don't got it. So yeah. I'm just going to run my own race. Yeah. But Did you it's also know... really hard. Like when you're in the last heat going that slow. For sure. Uh, did you know in that workout that you'd be doing the Olympic total or was that announced yet? No, yeah, that one was announced. That was actually one of the first workouts announced like a couple weeks before the games. So yeah. um, okay. we knew we were doing that one. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know it would be right after that? Um. Uh, yeah, I think we did. Okay. Um, we knew it was going to be on day three. Yeah. We just didn't know what was the workout beforehand. Okay. When you know a workout that's going to come up or a, a lift or whatever it is, do you mm-hmm. change your pace in the workout before? Cause you're like, Hey, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just imagining, you know, Hey, it's snatch and clean and jerk. It's going to be heavy worrying about my back. So I want to perform really well on that. So do you hold yourself back a little bit on the previous workout? Um, I think it just depends on a lot of variables. Like what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Are you injured? How are you feeling? Are you recovering throughout the weekend? And I think that'll decide a lot of things, but I feel like a lot of athletes, like they're out for blood. So they're not changing anything. They're going all out on every workout. Um, and just hoping and praying that their bodies recover. Cause I feel like you definitely get a dump of adrenaline every time you go on the floor and you're able to do things that you wouldn't be able to do in training. Um, and so 
I feel like the thought process when you get to the games is maybe have a little strategy if you're just not recovering, but if you're feeling good, like you have to go all out on every workout. Yeah. Did you get excited for the Olympic total? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> I knew I was taking last place on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Cause uh, you know, from a spectator standpoint, those are pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Those are fun to watch if you can uh, lift heavy. Yeah. Um, you can historically lift heavy though, right? Uh, I feel like lifting for me has actually never been great. I look like a lifter and I look like I could lift a lot of weight. Um, just like I look like a sprinter, um, but I'm not. Um, and I think it's just because of my history with my back. Like I've just never yeah. really been able to go through a lot of strength cycles and like finish them, uh, without my back giving me issues. So I think I have the potential to be pretty strong. Yeah. Um, I feel like in Vegas, I was able to lift weights that I had not. So like I was clean, like 235, 230. And I was really happy with that. Yeah. Um, and then I have snatched before like 196, like in Dubai in 20, when was that? 18. I did snatch like 196. So yeah. Um, so I have the potential there. It's just yeah. the consistency there. So if the consistency isn't there in training, you're not going to have the confidence to be able to do it on the floor, you know, yeah. um, but, with your back, but I'm hoping. Yeah. With your back getting better. I, I see a 200 pound snatch coming, coming. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I was happy to snatch 175 at semifinals. Yeah. That was like a huge surprise to me. Cause I was like, I was snatching 145 in training and just crossing my fingers that I was going to be able to do something at semifinals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the games, that was not the case. I yeah. wanted to snatch like 175, but I was like, uh, I don't got it. I don't got it. Things feel weird. And I'm just, I knew, I knew I was going to get last. So I was like, well, I'm not going to like really push anything to put myself in a, in a hole. Yeah. So. It's so yeah. interesting because generally speaking, just talking general population, uh, mm -hmm. nobody can snatch their body weight and you're over there, you know, mm -hmm. almost snatching 200 pounds at, at one point and 175. Like, yeah. So obviously snatching way over your body weight and uh, that's impressive. So even though yeah, it, thank you. You know, in the games, it might feel like a weakness globally, right, right. you're pretty, you're pretty but, freaking awesome. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. it. I need that. <laughs> it's a good reminder. <laughs> yeah. Everything just obviously gets magnified, like your weaknesses when you go oh, to the yeah. games. So like yeah. even the things that you're really good at, girls are like 10 times better than you. So it's just like, oh man, kind of puts things in perspective. So if you don't have like a healthy mindset and like view of yourself, like it's really hard to go through a games weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I could see that. So this next one, you said, you think out of all the workouts, event 10 uh, was the most fun. Yeah. Yeah. What made I really like the setup. What made it, what made it so great? Um, I just, I just liked the setup of it, of like having to jump over logs and it being like the full field. And even though like, I like sandbags, I just don't get to do them much. Um, and so I think it was just like a, cool combo of like having to put the sandbag over the log and then having to jump over the log and um yeah 
That's I just cool. wish I would have been able to do better, but you know, just, but you it did is it. what it is. I did it. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed, I enjoyed my time on the floor. I just tried to like soak it in. And that's what I did yeah. like during the CrossFit total too. Like that was the, the moment where I saw my family in the stands and was able to like wave to them. And it was like a cool moment for us. And so yeah. even with this one, I saw Randy, my husband at the end of the finish line. And so once I knew it was probably going to be the last one on the floor, I was like, I'm just going to enjoy this and like stare at him and yeah, like still know that I'm still loved no matter what. Yeah. yeah. And there's no reason to feel like embarrassed to be on the floor. Yeah. Isn't it funny how we put that on ourselves? We're like, yeah. we're, we're loved unconditionally, but then we feel almost like it's conditional. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's like the dichotomy of our of our hearts. Yeah, it is interesting. Well, it's really cool that you had that that moment and those yeah. moments. I, I that makes yeah. me really happy because that's that's such a success. Like it, mm-hmm. nobody may have seen that, and you're just talking about it, but like that's a that's a bigger success in the scope of life than getting on the podium you know like podium cool right but like if you're not present in the moment when you're on the podium then it's like yeah whatever yeah it's just like something that I just kind of go through I think that's kind of what happened at like west coast in 2021 like I don't think I was as present and so I didn't really get to like I was happy and I enjoyed it but I didn't really feel super fulfilled with it. Like I almost felt more fulfilled at semifinals this year than in 2021. Um, Cause I was just still going through the process of like figuring out myself and kind of going through a pretty big growth period in my life. Um, so yeah, I just put things in perspective and then, yeah, I just, you just realize like that stuff, it ends really yeah. quickly. Um, and so I think it's just always, what at least what I've learned over the last two years is like, it's just so important to like find the W's within any situation. Yeah. Cause that's where like joy and true fulfillment is found. It's like, it's very cliche, but it's like, it's in the process, you know, like the podium or the winnings or the money, like that stuff is cool and all. And like, maybe you're proud of that stuff and find a little bit of joy, but like that stuff ends very quickly. And I think the people that you surround yourself with and like community and like having advocates, uh, that's the stuff is like where you're going to find fulfillment from. Yeah, I agree. There's so many high achievers that they get where they want to be and they're extremely unhappy. Yeah. It could be a financial success. It could be winning the Olympics. It could be winning the CrossFit games. And then Mm -hmm. people step back and they're like, oh crap, I, I worked my whole life to get here. Why am I not happy? Like, well, yeah, because it's all those other things that we've been neglecting. So I love that. So now think about this. You've, you're figuring all of that out. You're present, mm-hmm. meditating. You're learning how to become more parasympathetic. Now your back gets a little bit better. You start to get maybe a little higher rankings where you want to be. And you appreciate yeah. it much, much more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm hoping and wishing for. Um, but also at the same time, if it never happens, I will be okay. Totally. You know? And that's you like, found, that's win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You found that you are loved unconditionally by your husband and your family and yeah. you're present in the moment. So yeah, I love it. 
This, I'm yeah, so like, like I'm so good. excited for you. That's so cool. Yeah, thank like, you. That makes me really yeah. happy. Thank you. So two more workouts: parallel yeah. bar pull up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. down and back on the parallel bars, traverse. So mm-hmm. that was just straight arm down and back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, I've I've only been on those like one time before. Uh, so that was kind of like new, and then obviously they didn't have it in the warm up area for us to try. So yeah. Uh, it was fine. Uh, my arms just blew up really quickly on that workout for some reason. I think it was just because it was like day four or yeah, day four end of the weekend conditioning's not up to par maybe. So I'm just not able to like, uh, move lactic acid as quickly. Um, cause I feel like when you're conditioned, you can just move it a lot easier. Um, yeah. yeah so I just blew up and I was just like, okay, I'm blowing up. Gotta slow down. So that's what, I mean, what am I, what else am I going to do? Right. You for can sure. just like push through that. So. Yeah, um, and it's eight rounds, I so I mean, you're down and back. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. yeah. And the sled, too, like, um, it's kind of like the rower in the sense of I can't maybe necessarily get, like, the full pull out of it and, like, reach as far as I can because I would be worried about my back, like, oh, that didn't feel good. So I kind of had to make those a little bit shorter. Um, but w- once I knew, like, everything was blowing up, I was like, okay, my goal, I'm going to find a goal. So my goal is to go unbroken on my double unders every round. And so I was able to do that. And I was like, that's a win. Like, I'll take that win. I'm proud of that. So yeah. So I just kind of focused on once I realized that like, I wasn't going to be able to go quick on the other stuff. Yeah. How were the heavy rope double unders? They were fine. Um, it's been a while because I think a lot of people were obviously trying the double crossovers the entire season. And so maybe people didn't work on the heavy ones as much, including me. Um, but I've done it a lot in the past. And I feel like once you find like a rhythm, it's actually not as bad. I'd rather have heavy than just normal ones. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't think I've ever done a heavy rope double under. I probably should order one. Really? Yeah. They take like a, a some time to get used to it, but I feel like once you find a rhythm, you're like, oh, like you can use that weight to like move the or use momentum. So cool. Okay, I will order one. I'll get started. Okay. <laughs> uh, then that final one is kind of kind of cool. Like the thruster is the the staple CrossFit movement, and then yep. that was brought in. Uh, how did you feel about echo bike and thrusters uh, and then <laughs> overhead walking lunge? Yeah. And the lunge, um, on paper, usually I actually like those two exercises a lot. Like I love thrusters and I love the bike. Um, so, you know, it's always a good time, but I just knew like where my capacity was at this year. And I was like, I'm just going to have to like break everything up. I haven't done a, a thruster since the open, <laughs> Yeah. So I can't expect myself to go out there and be like, yeah, let me just go crush this 21, 18 and 15. Um, and I actually went into that workout with not nerve pain, but I had some back tightness, I think from the sandbag event earlier that day, um, with the muscle ups. So I actually was about to go out there and just do the bike and sit there. Cause I was like, I want to end on a high note. And I knew if I got last place in that workout, my placing overall wasn't going to change. Yeah. Um, and so I just wanted to come out of the weekend. Like that was the goal healthy and like feeling good. Like I didn't mm-hmm. want to be cr- in crippling pain for like a month post games. Um, 
So yeah, we kind of just like warmed up the first bar and then I just stopped there and I was going to make that decision basically on the floor, but luckily it worked out. I just had to sit there a lot and rest and split up the reps a lot more than I wanted to, but I want to, I like, I want to do that workout again when I feel good because I'm like, gosh, that would have been a fun one for, for me to do. So, and then those walking lunges were terrible. Yeah. Well, after all that work. Yeah. I just, it was long. You're like, can this be done? Can this be done? End of the day. I'm, I'm ready to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this just popped into my head. So this is a little bit off subject, but with your nerve pain, have you ever heard of a C1 hydro dissection? So they go in and they, they inject fluid into your C1 on both sides and it's okay. specifically done for nerve pain. Uh, oh, okay. It's, you know, obviously an inv- invasive procedure because they're jamming a needle down into your neck. Um, right. but a lot of people see some pretty good benefit from it. Um, hmm. as far as nerve pain goes, um, I've been working with a doctor in Idaho, uh, in Victor, her name is Allison Mulcahy and she's mm-hmm. um, double bird certified ER physician and in integrative medicine practitioner. Okay. So she uses like kind of like, like yeah, <laughs> yep. Western and Eastern and, you know, yeah. all the modalities. She's actually taking six months off to just go study more, uh, nice different modalities anyways she does she does that i'm sure there's doctors in la that do it as well um yeah but then she also does something called a stellate ganglion block which is where they'll put a needle in and they go back to your vagus nerve and your uh your stellate nerves um which have to do with blocking your sympathetic nervous system so you're meditating now well you go get a stellate on both sides broken up like one's on Monday, one's on Wednesday. And by Mm -hmm. Thursday, you feel like you have meditated for like 10,000 hours. Like it's it's insane. Um, like being in your head a little bit or, or being in that fight or flight sympathetic nervous system state, it just goes away. Uh, it's really crazy. So just, just a couple, couple things to ponder on. Um, I feel like those are all kind of like, um, well, I would say specifically with that second one, like more of a band-aid because it's just like one time that you do it or do you? Yeah. So you're you're totally right. If you were to just go and do the stellate and leave, you're going to feel good for a couple of weeks. But the idea is you're meditating, you're getting parasympathetic, you're doing breath work, you're getting in the sauna, you're doing cold plunges, you know, Mm -hmm. you're de-stress as much as possible. Well, I was a paramedic for 10 years and we run businesses and I do this and, you know, so I'm always fight or flight. So to go in and get that done as like a hard reset and then, okay, I will meditate twice a day. I will do breath work. I will do cold plunge. I will do sauna. Um, I'm not going to take my workouts as seriously. I'm not going to get, (laughs) you know, um, that yeah. for me because I you know yeah. you should take workouts seriously but you know I don't need to um not all the time yeah exactly <laughs> uh, so you're right it would be a band-aid unless you're using it as a tool for the long term yeah yeah so, yeah for sure yeah it's kind of cool and then she she does a, a, a lot of other stuff um just kind of cool like 
Eastern, yeah. Western. Yeah, I like the Eastern medicine. stuff. Like there's, I mean, obviously we need both. You need Western for sure. Yep, but I've, for me specifically, and I think everyone works differently. I enjoy more of like the integrative medicine and like the Eastern side. So yeah. I found more benefit for my back through that yeah. stuff. Totally. Yeah, I agree. Um, Western's great for, I think, like trauma and acute, yeah. acute things. Like when I was a paramedic, yeah. I didn't um, meditate over a patient. You know, we, if yeah, they're in cardiac yeah, yeah. arrest, like, you use a lot of like Western medicine. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I love that you're into that because um, it's so important just getting the mind in the right place. And that mind body yeah. connection is so yeah. incredibly important. And I, I think that it's missed. Um, it, that's it's it missed and, and you're finding it. So good job. Yeah. And whether it's like placebo or not, like placebo is also real and yeah. our minds, like you, you create your, your headspace with like your thoughts. So yeah. like, why not make it a beautiful place to live as much as possible? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I like that stuff. There's my, a book my by... husband's very logical, so yeah. it's cool that you balance like, each other I out. need that. Yeah, yeah. I need some of the logical part. Yeah. Um, so it's cool to have a balance of both. Absolutely. There's a book called you are the placebo by Joe. Mm. Dispenza. It's a good one. Oh yeah. 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 Want to listen to some books. So this podcast is called two lessons learned. So I'm wondering, uh, what are the two biggest lessons that you learned uh, preparing mm. for and participating in the CrossFit games this year? Um, I think one of the bigger ones is that I can respect myself and still be competitive. I think that was a big one for me this year. Um, even though like maybe I didn't get like the specific placement that I wanted, um, like getting 15th and like making it through all the cuts with how I trained this year it's pretty incredible. So absolutely, it's something that I can always stand behind um, and something that I, I will always remember. Um, and then I think another thing too is uh, this is something that I've incorporated, I think not just this year, but over the last couple of years is community is so important um, and finding your people and doesn't have to be a lot, but having those handful of people that you can always count on um, and share like your full self with I think is very important because I don't, I don't believe that everyone deserves to see the full you um, only specific people. Cause they just can't handle it. And I think I've, I ran my, most of my life trying to share everything with everybody and it hurts people and it hurts you. And so I think it's really important to have those handful of people that you can share your full self with. And then other people just get, bits and pieces of you. Um, yeah. so I really, yeah, like I think community community is very important. Yeah. So respecting yourself and still being competitive and mm -hmm. community. Yeah. Sharing yourself with the right people. Yes. Advocates. You need advocates. Those are great lessons yeah. that apply to every part of our lives. Yeah. Not just as an athlete. Yeah. Like yep. this goes beyond, beyond being an athlete for sure. So cool. Yeah. So cool. Well, um, Bethany, thank you for your time. Like I, I really yeah. appreciate it. Um, I know, I know all the listeners are going to love it and, uh, this will be like a dual podcast. So we'll put it, um, on two lessons learned, but also Teton CrossFit's podcast. And so okay, cool. that'll be fun. If you're ever Sweet. up in Idaho, 
got a, a gym with a lot of specialty equipment just here for you. Okay. I've, I mean, I've heard Idaho is pretty cool and a lot of people are moving up there. So you know, a lot of people are definitely moving up here. Um, yeah. And it's a new hot it's, spot. yeah, it's fun. We want to go hike the grand Teton. We'll, we'll take you. So sweet. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, thank you. Thank you, Bethany. Have a great day. And I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you.